0: Hello and welcome to Deep Thoughts, Shallow Plots. My name is Erica, and I really like horror movies.
1: My name is Katie, and I really like overanalyzing things. What will we
0: be overanalyzing today, Erica? <laughs> today we are going to overanalyze 2015's *The Witch*, written and directed by Robert Eggers, or as it is often called, *The Vavitch*. Oh, uh, I, I call it *The Vavitch*. Yeah, *The yeah, um, Boom. It's. <laughs> Its original title is The Vavitch yes. colon, a New England folktale. Yes, because yeah. in New England, in that time period of the sixteen
1: early 1600s, mm-hmm. they had not uh, officially decided on the letter W. Right. They would just use two Vs or two, d- two Us.
0: Right. That's the double U. Yeah, double yeah. U. Yeah, or uh, in Spanish, you, you call the letter doble W or w, w. W. Yeah. Yep. So Vich The V Um did you know what I learned something the other day. Or maybe you were there too. Was that trivia? <laughs> the newest uh the newest letter to be added to the English alphabet? Oh I don't actually think I did know that. Oh, it's J. The letter ah. J. Yeah.
1: Huh. Um Yeah, it is kind of a weird one.
0: And I believe uh most of our letter J's that function differently from the letter g right mm-hmm. um like in the word pajama or jungle um come from arabic not arabic oh. um punjabi
1: oh okay I was yeah. close. that makes sense though yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, that makes sense
0: um but hey we're not talking about air you know language <laughs> we're not living in 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 arab world today no we're arab living in... that sounds weird we're living in in uh 17th century new england yeah You're a very different place yeah
1: so, do you want to give us a quick little quick and cute little rundown of our plot?
0: Uh, yes, I will be as as quick and cute as I am capable of being. I would say if I were to describe this movie or give a, a brief synopsis of the plot, I would say that it is it is about a a family, a puritan family in 1630s New England um mm-hmm. who are mm, you know, it's kind of a like you can't fire me I quit kind yeah. of thing. Okay. um where they leave their Puritan... they call it a plantation yeah
1: it yeah. is a plantation uh
0: their puritan plantation they banish themselves to you know start a farm out in the wilderness on the edge of a a very foreboding forest i would say
1: mm-hmm. the music lets us know that oh it's the foreboding. music
0: lets us know oh the music does a lot of heavy lifting in this film i it think it really does it really um does. it's beautiful and it's absolutely terrifying yeah um it really Those m- makes you unsettled coral women yeah, those, you know, those uh those minor seconds, those minor chords like really make you think like oh no, something bad is happening or is mm-hmm. going to happen very soon. Yeah. Um and that's exactly what happens. Bad stuff t- starts happening incredibly quickly. Um they this family has five children
1: which is so many
0: which is so many and four of them have made it past the age of five yeah so um that's doing great that's really good they luck for be them really
1: really proud of they themselves. should
0: be proud of themselves and they should definitely think that that god is favoring them for mm-hmm. that absolutely um and then you know their seemingly strong puritan family devolves and they turn on each other there is definitely witchcraft and black magic i don't know so much about possession Um, but there is witchcraft and black magic. Unless you count a goat being possessed by Satan. Oh, no, I don't count that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I can see how somebody would, I can see how somebody would, but me, no, 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 no. Um, as I was saying, uh, yes, their, their, their family is torn apart by, by witchcraft and black magic, but also in much more real ways, it's torn apart by paranoia Mm -hmm. and, uh, Religious fundamentalism mm-hmm. and uh, how absolutely hard it must have been to live the life that they had to live. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and witchcraft and black magic. Whatever. But yeah. That's you know, fine. too. <laughs> so should we just like take a minute uh, to talk about how absolutely gorgeous this movie is?
1: It is so beautiful. I think we really benefit from the fact that Robert Eggers, yeah. our writer-director, writer-director, has a lot of experience in production design. Yes, so he knows how to make like a physical atmosphere. Mm-hmm. He knows how to get all of those like historical details just so gorgeously laid out.
0: Yes, and uh I you know did a little bit of research on Reddit, you know, between rewatching this movie and before our discussion. Um a lot of people on Reddit what they had to say was um any of them with like uh previous historical knowledge of the time period um really appreciated how incredibly accurate. Yeah. Um the costuming, the lighting, um
1: Yeah, no, it's clear he
0: really did all of
1: his research. Yeah. And, like, it says at the end of the film, all of the dialogue, even, is based on, like, journals and other things like that that were written in this time
0: period, 17th century New England. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I'm here for historical accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With a dose of witches. With some witches, yeah. I think I I was reading, you know, like, a quick little art um, interview with... Robert Eggers, Mm -hmm. and uh, he mentioned that overwhelmingly they used any, like, natural lighting, right? So any daytime shots, they're just using the daylight they naturally have. Um, Minimal use of artificial lighting, a lot of candles, you Mm -hmm. might recall. Yeah. And the natural lighting, I just feel, is, like, so incredibly effective. It, It makes it feel so, like real mm-hmm. like this is actually happening this is not a you know stylized movie version of a of, of a witch yeah. um, or a puritan family this right. is like it almost feels like if found footage were a thing in this in the 1630s yeah. Yeah. it
1: keeps it grounded even when yeah. witches are literally flying right when see that that was a
0: joke i see what you did no. there yes <laughs> um yeah grounded that's a and I I just think that the natural lighting is incredibly effective and and the candles in those indoor scenes, especially like after it's dark, because it's 1630. They don't have electricity. Yeah, it's going to be goddamn dark. They have candles and they have a fireplace.
1: And they're doing their best. And And
0: their dad chopped a lot of wood. So that fireplace is going to keep going. And, hey, you can tell how much wood he chopped. Because, like, there's at least one, maybe two scenes where he doesn't have a shirt on. And, like, he's got a six-pack. He's cut. (laughs) He's cut. (laughs) He's,
1: like, shredded, man. Yes. Yeah. And
0: I was like, yeah, probably, you know. Get it, dude. Working from. from, All right, Father William. (laughs) From morning until night. Every single day. Yeah. Well, except probably on Sundays. They probably would rest on Sundays. But, yeah. Yeah. so the candles make those indoor scenes, like, really dark and depressing, mm-hmm. uh, which is effective because it's a dark and depressing yeah. story.
1: And it kind of actually then encourages the characters to go outside, even though that's really where the danger is in that's the woods true. with the
0: witch. Yeah. But at the
1: same time, when at the end, Thomason does go out into the woods and join the witches. Yeah. With that firelight,
0: that's it's true. actually a lot
1: more open and inviting and warm in a way that a lot of those inside shots aren't.
0: Yeah. And she's naked during that. So yeah. like I can have at night, I bet it was cold. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, that's actually one of the things in terms of the cinematography that I really loved is how the movie kind of falls in on itself in the sense that our mm. first shot of Thomason yes. is her with her hair covered, yes. looking really worried, with her eyes sort of drawn upward and the lighting is very cool toned.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then our last shot is the one we were just talking about where her hair is unbraided around her shoulders. She is butt naked. She's laughing wildly. Her eyes are towards the ground and all of the light is that warm lighting from the fire. So they're like exact
0: opposites. Yeah.
1: And then even after that, um, we have her first scene where we hear her speak and it's prayers to God talking about how she's a sinner and she's begging for mercy right and the last dialogue we have of her is with black philip where she makes that deal where she conjures him to speak yes only he actually answers her unlike god right
0: So we have this inversion that happens the god of this film is an asshole yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and this is i'm really excited to get into that with you because we've known each other for far too long
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: we've had we've talked about a lot of things but I don't really think religion is one of the things we talk about a lot.
1: Certainly not Christian religion. No. Maybe other religions, but I was not raised in any religion. And I wasn't either. I mean, more so than you. I I I feel like you had a little baby's first bible in your room that a I've thousand
0: percent yes i have family members who are are devout christians yeah, i have um, family members that are devout atheists right that's and that's great you know um my parents though are i call them secular christians so like we celebrated the holidays christmas easter you know but like yes. we never went to church yeah uh, i had family members who went to church and sometimes i would go with them and honestly 90 percent of the time church made me incredibly uncomfortable
1: yeah yeah I don't know. I've always been because I'm such an outsider to basically all religions because I didn't grow up with any of, of course, them. Yeah, I've always had a certain fascination with them all, so that I have like this kind of enjoyment with right. them because I don't have any of the trauma associated with of any course. religion. So well, I get a kick out of them.
0: And you know, I would also probably consider myself a more religious person than you. Yeah, in general. And um, I like to say spiritual, spiritual, so. because you're because <laughs> you're a lesbian in your thirties. <laughs> From the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) I've got a tarot deck. Don't worry about it. Um, But I just wanted to say one more thing about the cinematography before we really get into it. Um, That there's a lot of darkness Mm -hmm. and um, there's actually something happening in the darkness. Uh, so like we we have a very poorly lit scene at the end when Thomason is is speaking to Black Philip and we see Black Philip take human form yeah. but barely. barely but he's there yeah. and like we see him walk around and we see him like a uh, gesture to grab of, her hand and. and, yeah. and um, and I mean that's just one example, you right? Know. Yeah, because
1: we also have a lot of scenes with the witch where we like can kind of see what the witch is see doing. The witch. Yeah. Oh,
0: when she's smashing up Sam, yeah, we yeah. can like barely tell and what's going on. And also when he, she's
1: like suckling on the goat. Oh yeah, before mm-hmm. she scares the twins. Yes,
0: we can barely. Yeah, the darkness. um... It's it's interesting because, you know, what sometimes people say, like, oh, I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of what might be in the dark. And in this movie, like, yeah, there's stuff in the dark. There's stuff in the dark. Watch out. The literal devil is in the dark. Um, And (laughs) this movie is dark a lot. Yeah. So um, and I also really love the imagery of the forest. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that as they are, you know, uh, banished, self-banished, whatever you want to call it, like when they leave and start their own homestead, their own farm, you see them like literally on their cart drawn by a horse going towards this huge like wall of trees, of forest. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of like wide you know wide angle shots of Mm -hmm. the forest itself and it's just the forest and we see the forest and they're playing the music with the minor chords and the female choral vocalist really creeping you out and it's just forest yeah and yet every time I watch this movie which I've seen probably three or four times now when those shots come up I like I'll even pause it maybe and like look in the forest and see if I can see a witch
1: Because they make it feel like you should be terrified with just the way it lingers there, the time it
0: takes on it. There is something in the music objectively terrifying about the woods. Yeah. Just their existence and the fact that, like, Mm -hmm. there's this wall of trees. Although they go into it a lot. Well, more than they're supposed to. Right. They
1: talk a lot about how the kids aren't supposed to go into the woods. Right, yeah. Dad gets into a bit of trouble taking
0: Caleb over there.
1: Oh, yeah. I ended up having to watch this movie in two parts. Yeah. I watched the first half and then had to do other shit with my life. And I honestly, the second half.
0: I honestly cannot do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for you being able to do that, but I can't. Yeah. I just gotta, I gotta no. watch a movie straight through.
1: So I paused it at basically the halfway part. Right on a beautiful close-up shot of Black Phillip's face, (laughs) like that is, and that's his second appearance. His first appearance is like twenty minutes into the movie, eighteen minutes into the movie. Yeah, Yeah. where the kids are talking about how he's the king overall, and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, he's the king of everything. That song is creepy. Yeah, that was great. And then we have this. The next appearance is this close-up of his face, which is such a great establishment of him as a character in this movie because it's the same sort of close-up centered pictures of all of our other characters like thomas and mm-hmm. Catherine, where we have those like
0: this is a character yeah but it's like a goat so at first kind of like also a goat.
1: what's the deal with this goat
0: yeah. why are we looking at this I, goat? I did find myself wondering where did they get this goat because they have livestock yeah. they have a dog they have a horse they have several goats and it's like where did you oh and chickens they i yeah. they have eggs i remember seeing like where did you get this livestock? Did they get it in town? Did they get Probably it before partially. or after they moved? I know that goats were pretty popular animals
1: in Puritan times sure. because they were good for. Oh, yeah. You could get milk, cheese. Yeah. they're good for, And they're good for like transporting yep. goods, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's possible that they got them They before, graze and forage. Yeah. But, I mean, they are also wild goats, aren't there? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. who
0: knows? I mean, maybe that's the problem. Maybe they picked up a wild goat. Yeah, I was wondering that. Where did they get it? And of course, you know, like uh, I, I feel like we should touch on it, but we don't. Like, I don't think we need to go super deep on it. Like, how problematic the name Black Phillip is. <laughs> um, like, yeah, he's a black goat. Yeah, but like, uh, you <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, is that what we have to say about alone? <laughs> yeah, from from our you know our our twenty first century perspective. Rather than a seventeenth century perspective. But I
1: mean it was such a common naming convention to do like a color. Yeah. I mean, even people often would have colours like I mean Blackbeard or like different kings had the name red relate, you know. Yep. So I yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was anything racial, but with our lens it can be a little like it's like how there's an X Men character named Black Tom who's just like some white Irish guy.
0: Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah just a fun little x-men fact okay. for you they make fun of him in one of the deadpool movies
0: for I being a white guy named black, tom. named black tom does he name himself black tom i think or is so. he named black tom I oh names- i don't know well, okay well maybe we <laughs> can talk about deadpool one day
1: yeah um should we talk just a little bit about thomason uh yes because she's our main character
0: um i love her
1: I love her. She's yeah. How do you feel about her as a final girl?
0: Um, I think she's a a, a great final girl. Um, I think that she's uh, and her her character development is really interesting because yeah, we're introduced to her and she is literally praying. Mm-hmm. Um, she's praying out loud, and uh, you know, I don't know if Puritans would have said their prayers out loud, but obviously, like it helps us know yeah. what exactly she is. You know, when you yeah yeah what this exactly she's confessing. It's a movie. Also, it's cut with with um images of her mom feeling feeding the baby feeding Mm -hmm. sam and caleb's you know around doing stuff but like we don't see those two or like those two things happening in a shot together so it feels like were we meant to think that that thomason is like praying and confessing like in front of her family or is this a more private moment
1: oh You know, I took it to be a more private moment, but there also are moments where some of the kids seem to sort of confess. Like, we have that moment in the woods between Caleb and his father, where Caleb is talking about how he's a sinner, and Samuel's probably destined for hell, and so is he, and all of that stuff. Like, I mean, I'm just going to say, this dad did a bit of a number
0: on these kids. I mean, (laughs) they all think that they are, like, horrible sinners destined for hell. Well, you know, and I... I, c- can I just say, Katie, don't lay that all at dad's feet, because mm-hmm. mom did a number, mm-hmm. too. Um, and I find Thomason, I think, is probably my favorite character. Yeah, um, I think she's
1: the one we're supposed to empathize
0: uh, Obviously, with yeah. But I think William, the dad, um, who I will probably just call dad. I know. Um, be- all my notes is just like father and, you know, dad, papa. Dad, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Um, because, I think probably because you're right, because we're meant to empathize the most with thomason and see ourselves in thomason so Mm -hmm. like then william would be dad because it's thomason's dad right i think william the dad is probably the most interesting and complicated character (laughs) he is complicated there yeah I went back and forth so
1: many times between like oh he's such a sweet loving dad he loves his kids so much he's standing up for her Uh to like oh he's calling her a bitch and slapping her in the face you know like (laughs) he
0: calls her a creature yeah um yeah I think that he is uh, yeah I thought a lot about William's relationship with Thomasons. like what is this because Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about some fan theories later um yeah about the relationship between William yeah, and Thomason, I, know what you're talking about. I will just state now that I do not think it's sexual. I don't either. No, I don't. Um I think he I think he's just at his core a dad who loves his kids. I think he's just such a dad. And he is in a shit situation. I know.
1: And honestly my best evidence for him being such a dad is the amount of time that he spends chopping wood. Like, I don't know. That's what my dad does. (laughs) Is that what your dad does? My dad loves to chop some wood. I don't know. We got a lot of wood at our house. Like, at my mom's house, where he doesn't even live anymore. He just brings us wood. So, you know, pop us.
0: It's a nice little, yeah, like, um, yeah, a gift, you know. Yeah, Yeah. just here's some wood. Act of service, Yeah. Oh, my my dad's love language is absolutely an act of service. Um, It's It's, not chopping wood, but but yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, because you don't have a wood fireplace, so.
0: No, and we haven't for so, oh a yeah, long time but um I also think that uh Catherine did you notice that your name <laughs> is the name of the, the mom and yes. dad okay <laughs> yes I did <laughs> mom. I saw all the spelling for Catherine was how I spell it too oh that's great yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah you know and the the actress her name's uh Kate Dickey yeah yeah she's
1: wonderful she
0: is wonderful she does an amazing job as Catherine and she's very unlikable yeah um and She's good she, at playing an unlikable she, character. Yeah, I love that. And um and then uh the actor his name is Ralph Innocent or Innocent I'm not quite sure how you say oh. it. He's William. So yeah. I was just like, Oh, Catherine William. William. Oh, okay, um, and he just doxed me on the pod, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Good go- luck googling Catherine William. <laughs> Even even Katherine Williams, Oregon. Yes. Got to sleep. <laughs> it's not helpful. I'm sorry, though. I just need to say this name. that The actor who plays Caleb, his name is Harvey Scrimshaw. And, like, that's just one heck of a name. Yeah. I love that.
1: I really hope that kid is going places. I did not look into uh, anything else he's done since then. No, neither
0: neither. I feel have like I. A lot
1: of credit was given to Anya Taylor Joy. I think this was like her first
0: big uh, role. It's my understanding it was like her debut role. Yeah. yeah. And she did wonderfully in it. And she's done wonderfully in and everything. And she's great. So yeah. But, yeah, no, that kid,
1: he, yeah, he acts his little heart out. Oh, yeah, like especially
0: him. that scene where he dies. Like, yeah. oh, my, like, he is acting his ass off. Yeah. 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 Um, and you can just see so much. You
1: can, he's one of those guys where you can really see every thought on his face when he's acting. Like, it's really good. Mm.
0: You're yeah. the actor of us, so I, I'm going mean. to defer to your judgment. Yeah. <laughs> um, Caleb is interesting, too, because Caleb, you know, this character is the age of my students.
1: Yeah. So
0: I kind of see the adolescent of it all, like um, that scene very early in, I think, right before he goes to go try and find the traps with his dad to see if they've caught anything. Um, you kind of catch him like looking at his sister's cleavage. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he's an adolescent boy. He's interested in boobs. I mean, and, and the only yeah. boobs <laughs> he has access to. Are his moms like, and his older sisters. <laughs> you
1: cannot blame the boy.
0: I, I don't blame him at no. all. No, not even a little. And so I just kind of, s- I see it. Like, I see the the adolescence, like, turning into an adult, yeah. starting to be be interested in sex when, you know, mm-hmm. even not that long ago, he wasn't before.
1: And also starting to be interested in sort of, like, stepping up in the family. And yeah. And, more responsibility. And, and, and being and, a man. And yeah.
0: keeping the family together by making sure they have food and stuff. And trying to make his mom happy by saying he went to go get apples. Yeah. And I want to talk about the, the symbolism of the apple. Oh, we will. Um, yeah, later though. Um, and um, then we have uh, Mercy and Jonas, the twins, who are the worst. Nobody likes Mercy and Jonas. I <laughs> hate Mercy and Jonas <laughs> so much. I'm not sure any much. of the people in the movie like Mercy and Jonas, like not even their parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, and honestly, that's kind of the cast. Yeah. Um, however, I do have one credit Uh. for the witch. Um, someone by the name of Bathsheba Garnett. Or Garnet. That is a witch's name. That is a witch's name, if I've ever Good heard one. Casting, and that's
1: that's the cast. Uh, yeah, those are. I mean, there's characters. a few other characters in the beginning, but we don't really talk to them.
0: No, they don't really like mean much or no. develop really. Like that's those are our characters. Yeah. Um. So again, we're we're in the scene of uh of 1630s New England. Yeah, they're Puritan settlers um and so
1: yeah they're getting corrupted and i mean i think the great thing about thomason and just sort of the plight of women
0: i guess oh good lord is, Yeah, um
1: how you know she's this young woman freshly of like childbearing age we get the idea and she ends up getting what does Catherine say her
0: womanhood is upon, upon her. her yeah yeah so
1: she's yeah. she's menstruating and right away, she's yep. getting blamed for, like, everything that goes <laughs> wrong. And, like, yeah, maybe she should have kept a better eye on a baby. But, like, who expects a baby to get stall- stolen while you're playing peekaboo? But,
0: well, that's the thing. Because we see what happens. Yeah. Um, and the wolf story we know is bullshit. Yeah. Though right. Even
1: if it wasn't, I don't know how much I would blame Thomason. And then everything else that happens as, like, her family starts to fall apart around her. She's yeah.
0: kind of passive in and all. She doesn't cause any of it, but she gets all of the blame. She gets blamed. Yeah. So like the silver cup, yeah, which I think is a really interesting symbol, a silver cup. I think uh, yeah. it's yonic, first oh, of all. Okay. Cup, you know, cups. Yeah, no, cups are often yeah. Yannick. Yeah, 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 no, I'm um, with you. Well, and also the symbolism of a cup. Yeah. In general, what you think about cups and tarot. Yeah. You have a tarot deck. Yeah. Yeah. I, say <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't card. also have a tarot <laughs> yeah, deck. Yeah, I Anyway, back to Thomas. Anyway, back to Thomason. Anyway, back to Thomason. <laughs> um, uh,
1: I just think it's really interesting how. Uh, and Anyway, the she cup. She doesn't yeah. actually have any control or power in any of those, even though her whole family thinks that she has so much control and power. Right. Even up until the end when she makes this deal with the devil, it's like, what were her other options at that point? Oh,
0: she has no other options. Her whole options. family is dead. Yeah.
1: Her farm is not producing food. We know that. Yeah. She and w- could go back to the village and say, what? Yeah.
0: She's all by herself. Her family's dead. Like, like
1: even if she doesn't sign her name in the book, they're going to assume she named, signed her name. and she's in a, probably like, a witch, yeah. She, yeah. So, like,
0: poor one out for Thomason. She did her best. She did. And... And yeah, so that's why uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I think William is a really interesting and complicated character, because he is like in some ways like this textbook Calvinist. Right. Mm -hmm. But then a couple of times he lies Mm -hmm. for the greater good. To yeah. protect the feelings of his wife, right, um, or to keep himself out of trouble yep. when he he lies, or well, it's kind of a lie of omission, mm-hmm. you know, where like he doesn't tell his wife that he sold the silver cup, which we already know is the yes. truth, and he doesn't tell his wife that he sold the silver cup. He kind of lets Thomason take the blame for a while, for a while, and Thomason actually does call him out on that at the yeah, end. I know. He's like, "You he let scene. like me get chided over the cup, you yeah. know." um and she
1: calls him a hypocrite and yeah all that. and crazy. i was like well
0: you're not wrong thomason yeah um because human beings are complicated yeah you know so so he protects himself but he he does kind of come to thomason's defense where he's like she didn't take your cup yeah like he doesn't offer an alternative yeah. but he like tries to you know, yeah kind I mean, of help her out but like he didn't she didn't take your cup catherine and it's the or same kate. thing he, he, they, they call him yeah. kate yeah
1: It's the same thing when she's first getting accused of witchcraft, when that first starts coming out from the mom and from the twins. Yeah. His first reaction is, no, Thomason's not a witch. You're being ridiculous. You're being hysterical.
0: Thomason's not a witch.
1: Like, for a long time, he believes her. Yeah. Yeah. And even when he stops believing her, he kind of doesn't know what to believe and locks her up and the twins up.
0: Oh, yeah. I When he just kind of locks all of his remaining children <laughs> yes. up in the, I, I'm going to call it the goat pen, pen yeah. you know. Um, I was just like, this is a man who is tired of his children's bullshit right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> He's
1: like, some of you might be a witch. Maybe you're all just annoying. I don't know. I don't know. You're I'm, going
0: in out <laughs> I'm sick of you. You're going to stay in here tonight. Like, I need, to, I need some time to think about it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a way that William is like such a dad, yeah, and not that like his decisions of literally hammering boards into the door <laughs> yes. of the pin so his his kids cannot leave mm. um, I don't love that no, um, I actually I found a lot of of connections between um abuse and love mm. overwhelmingly, not just from william um yeah. but from uh their religion itself oh yeah um, do we want to talk about calvinism now or y- you wanted to talk about some folk tales yeah. what do you where do you want to go this
1: this is a rich text it we is a lot of places it we want to
0: go so first of all can i just say it is literally 90 minutes long mm-hmm. which is really short and ideally ideal ideal length 90 minutes and a lot of people i noticed i was like kind of looking through some internet stuff and a lot of people were like oh this movie's so slow Um, And can I tell you how not slow this film is? Literally in less than 10 minutes of the film, that witch is mashing up a baby and bathing in his blood. Yeah. Like, that is fast-paced. We meet... Black Phillip before the half hour mark.
1: Yeah, I think it's an
0: incredibly fast paced film. It's a it's a rich text.
1: It it lingers. It lingers. Yeah, just it's really good at lingering.
0: And yeah, it makes you feel it. uh, It doesn't make me feel scared. It makes me feel unsettled. Yeah, Yeah. it's very uneasy. Yeah.
1: Okay. So where should we go next? Let's do a quick literary corner. Because Katie has to have her literary corner. We
0: definitely need some music for this literary corner. That's just Troy and Abed in the morning.
1: (laughs) We can't steal that. No, we (laughs) can't. (laughs) we'll get mad on it we'll get mad on it (laughs)
0: literary corner that's that's my go-to for now okay okay
1: um because this movie does have a subtitle
0: it does yeah which
1: is a new england folktale yep and also eggers has talked about how he wanted this to be like a nightmare for puritans and how it was inspired by a lot of folktales and fairy tales and written accounts of witchcraft from the time
0: yeah, I actually literally, I have that written in my notes. It says, uh, the witch is literally, literally in all caps, uh, the worst nightmare imaginable for Puritan colonial- colonialists yep. in the 1630s. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So then I just sort of got to thinking about
1: if we took this movie as a folktale rather than a literal story about a witch, what other more grounded story could it be an allegory for? Mm-hmm. And so the line that really got me was when Papa, our father William, says, yeah. uh, we will conquer this wilderness, it will not consume it us. It will not consume us, yes. Which is great. And also just made me think that this is like a starvation allegory and a surviving wilderness allegory. Right, man
0: versus nature. Yeah, it's yeah. A, you know,
1: yeah, it, yeah. we're going to conquer the I'm wilderness, sorry.
0: it's not going to consume us. Human versus nature. Yes. But, but <laughs> yes. very much in this case, man. Yeah. Um, um,
1: because, I mean, we get... Explicitly, that their winter ha- harvest is rotted. Right. Um, Th- they say that the baby probably died from getting eaten by a wolf if, if it hasn't starved already. Uh, it hasn't starved already. Yeah. Their traps aren't catching anything. Their goats stop producing milk
0: and like, produce blood instead. Ooh, like, spooky. Ooh, spooky.
1: And if we like take out the actual witch element of it, yeah. Like, yeah, that baby probably was going to die in these. C- I mean, it had little limited shelter. I keep calling it an it. He. Little baby, Sam. Sam. little baby samu little baby samu little limited shelter and food and there's a way in which a witch kind of almost makes for a kinder explanation for the parents where they can have somebody to blame yes. for what happens to the kid who isn't
0: uh perhaps your husband who got you banished from the village right that's what i thought i i wondered uh, first of all a, c- a couple of things one quote that uh that dad says is um you know, at family dinner with, you know, very poorly lit by candle. However, probably for the period, still too many lit candles. Probably. But, you know, whatever. Like, it's a movie, you know. <laughs> um, He says, like, tomorrow we will have a fast day, but for our sins. And I was like, yeah, for your sins. And also the fact that you're literally running out of food. Yeah,
1: like, what are you going to eat?
0: So it sounds like, you know.
1: <laughs> you're sharing, like, a piece of bread right now. Yeah. Good job, guys.
0: Um,
1: No, and it's so clear throughout the movie that they are obsessed mm-hmm. with food. It's on their mind. Of course. Like, when Thomason is sort of teasing Mercy, she talks about how she's going to boil and bake her oh, yeah. since we're a lack of food, she says. We're a lack of food, yeah. You know? And when um Caleb is dying, yeah. he starts yelling a lot about the pain in his bowels and his stomach Yeah, and says that that's where the witch is, like, pinching at him.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, When the mother, Catherine, dreams of her dead children, what she wants to do is feed her baby. Yeah. Something that she can't do anymore and in, in a starvation situation probably she would not be able to do and she would be feeling horrible about, about it yeah and like of course black phillips first offering to thomason is, is the butter butter. Like, butter like these people are obsessed like this is a story if you take
0: out the witch these people probably are just going to starve to death and die of like exposure right and that's so i i know that one of the the theories we'll talk about in a minute is mm-hmm. the is the seven deadly sins theory, and which I think we already kind of agreed we're not hundred percent on yeah, board with. Like um, but there is something there because I do think that that Williams' sin is pride. Yeah, he gets them ke- like kicked out again. Is it? Uh, they you see- can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. You know. Um, when I thought I I misremembered from the last time I had seen the witch that I remember, C- Kate giving birth to Sam. While in the wilderness and I was like, really, you're going to put your pregnant wife through it? But no, apparently they already had their baby. was like, but again, you are going to put your infant son and nursing wife through almost certain starvation.
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they started off shortly before winter. Bad idea. Like that was when people got banished in that time period, that was known to be a death sentence. Right. I mean, not everybody died. They had technically a chance, but like, no, not much of one you're gonna starve like the people who did survive normally it's because they made deals with like native people
0: right yeah and they uh, this movie very conveniently leaves out the the indigenous element they make their glimpses there's a glimpse I I only really remember one where when Caleb has been witched by the way love using witch as a verb yes by the way he's witched you know Mm -hmm. uh, what does what does William say when when Caleb comes back he's like naked as sin and witched Yeah. yeah and I was like ooh, nice Sounds we like all wish we could a be. A fun Saturday <laughs> night yeah. is what that sounds like. Um, that uh, oh, yeah, Kate can't. makes a mention of something of like, oh, Indian magic, you yeah. know? And, and I was like, that's kind of the only glimpse we get into the fact that like there are also indigenous people probably. I mean, we
1: see two of them when they're leaving town. There are oh, two that's true. Yeah. So we also, know that trading is happening probably. And we also yeah. know that he got, he traded that silver cup. Two. Oh, yeah. He names two people, and he I. Does. I have a memory that one of them he had some name for him like Indian Tom or, or something or Indian <laughs> Joe or something. Yeah. Something yeah. That I was like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know. But yeah, so sixteen like thirty. It's sixteen thirty. Yeah, but yeah, not very. Um, but specifically with food and yeah. folktales, I really do want to talk about because it's so good when Caleb spits up the rotten
0: apple. Oh my god! I wrote down when I saw that happen. I was like, that apple is a huge fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From who? I don't know. Yeah. Like, is it from the witch? Because, like, I I am of the belief that there in this movie is a witch. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so is it from the witch? Is it from Satan? Yeah. Is it from God? Right, because he lied about the apples. Right. Yeah, well, because, so, yeah, I'm going to, please, please tell me about the apples. Oh,
1: okay. Well, yep. just, I mean, my main thought of it is that it's such a good combination or, like, a blurring of folktale and religion and mythology Absolutely. and all of that stuff because we have, Like, the basic understanding, if we don't want to believe in a witch, could just be that this kid ate some, like, kind of rotten fermented apple and got super sick. Yeah. And kind of hallucinated and then died. Yeah. Which is, like, a very easy straightforward thing. Sure. And then we have what sort of folktales could be made out of that, which is a witch with a poisoned apple. Which is something that we're all familiar with because of Snow White, right? Snow White, yeah. but it's also something that witches
0: have historically been accused of in like the Middle Ages in England. Oh,
1: poisoning apples. Yeah, that has come up. That came up a few times in oh, trials.
0: Also, I just feel like I, I bet you're probably gonna go go there with it, but I just feel like we have to mention the the symbolism of an apple in the story of Adam and Eve.
1: That's exactly the last point. Yes, yes. Um, and it's I mean obviously, yeah, the forbidden fruit.
0: And 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 we kind of also understand that. Um, depending on your telling of the story of Adam and Eve, sometimes it's not an apple, yeah. but like from the European Christian perspective, it probably would have been an apple. Yeah. And it's
1: in that clear view we have of it, where there is a bite taken out of it.
0: There is a bite taken out of it. Yeah. Which is
1: so good. Yeah.
0: I thought that was really interesting because it does kind of smack of magic because Caleb is speaking, Mm -hmm. right? He obviously, there's like nothing in his mouth. His airway's not obstructed. He's speaking. And then he stops and coughs up an apple. So, like, that, to me, smacks of witchcraft. Yeah. A pretty big apple that would probably Mm -hmm. be very painful (laughs) to cough up. Um, But you can also
1: see how, if that was a kid who just had a bad apple and then threw it up, the sort of witchcraft that could be, the sort of folktales that would come out of that.
0: Especially because of the religious connotation. And also, Caleb has been gone at this point for, we're made to believe, a couple of days. Damn, is that true? Yeah. He's okay gone up. for a couple of days. So, like, yeah, where did he go? Yeah, right? What what, he how has he been yeah. surviving? Especially when he comes back naked. Yeah. In the it's pouring more, rain, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like a rotted apple with, like, a bite taken out yeah. of it. Yeah.
1: So, off of that, do we want to start talking about some, like, historical context and, like, some religion stuff?
0: Absolutely. I've been dying to talk about Calvinism. I mean. Yeah. Do you want to start? with that? I would love to. Okay, let's <laughs> talk about Calvinism. So, um, let I I just want to just give us a make sure that we're like on the same page about what Calvinism is. I like mm-hmm. I think you and I are, but mm-hmm. you know, anyone listening just in case, you know. Yeah. Um, so in, in case we don't know, uh Calvinism mm-hmm. was a a sect of of Protestantism developed by you guessed it, John Calvin, <laughs> um in the 16th century. So it, it would be it would probably be quite a hot topic at the point that this movie is supposed to be taking place. And um really the big thing about calvinism that really sets it apart from other sects of protestantism is the emphasis on the doctrine of predestination. Yeah. Meaning that uh God extends grace and grants salvation only to the chosen, mm-hmm. right? Um and that there is nothing an individual person can do during their mortal life to alter their eternal fate um and and who are the chosen wow that's a great question um we can't know
1: we can't know we
0: can't know calvinists are, are also bible literists mm-hmm. or literalists excuse me literalists mm-hmm. they take the the stories in the bible literally um and something i thought that was actually kind of cool about calvinism is that in the church you know christ is the leader of the community right like christ is the mm-hmm. thing um but all of the fol- followers are equal Mm-hmm. under christ but equal to each other yeah and it's like oh that's a nice thought yeah. um that's like okay i can get behind 10 percent of calvinism
1: right i mean it is i mean that's part of why there were some kind of like nice almost not quite egalitarian but something like that aspects to early puritan culture right because yeah. they were into like education for like all the children yeah and becoming and, like,
0: literate so they could read the bible but also yeah becoming literate yeah, they were
1: know? like super literate compared to other people at the time. Right. Compared
0: to Catholics? Are you kidding me?
1: You're going to be Catholics? (laughs) Um, And yeah, I got really interested in Calvinism. Did you look at all into um, why William maybe would have been banished from Village, the plantation.
0: No, I just thought that he was just pissing off the wrong people. He calls the judge or the people to the judge. He calls the people of the plantation false Christians.
1: Yeah, so I was sort of interested in because I'm leaning like when we are with him, all of his beliefs feel very Calvinist. Very, you know, he talks about how he doesn't know if.
0: Oh, I have. I have the direct quote. Do you want to hear it? Okay. Um, he says, "Tis God alone, not man, what knows who is the son of Abraham and who is not." who is good and who is evil.
1: Yeah, exactly. Smacks has,
0: of Calvinism. Yeah, no, yeah. and
1: he has tons of moments like that where oh. he talks about it. And yeah, keep going. Yeah. And they're also really big on original sin. There, And so he yeah. has all those things about how like we are sinful, yeah. you know, we're basically God's enemy, but he might show us mercy. Like it's all pretty run of the mill Calvinist yeah. thought. But I was looking into, like, famous dissenters during Puritan sett- settlement times. Oh, okay. And, like, one of the big famous ones was this guy named Roger Williams, mm-hmm. who, um, like, R. William, was born in England but left with his wife and children for the New World because he was escaping religious persecution, just like a lot of Puritans did. Right, yeah. And in New England, he was, he got into trouble for preaching, like, this idea that, everybody should have their own sort of like relationship with their religion and mm. like be as you know which wasn't too crazy um but he also was big on treating the indigenous people fairly oh which was like that's a no-no which was kind of wild and yeah. he was big on the separation of church and state. oh okay yeah also so no that no. so like yeah. he specifically got into trouble For um, talking, having, like, these pamphlets and talking a lot about how they need to completely and fully separate their church from the Church of England. Right. And also ignore all of England's, like, edicts about everything because...
0: They're irrelevant.
1: Because they're irrelevant. And we need to separate our church and our state anyway. Yeah. And so when um, William is arguing at his trial... Yes. He specifically is like, you know, why went we out into this wilderness to find... was it not for the pure and faithful dispensation of the gospels and the kingdom of God? I cannot be judged by false contended Christians under an unseparated church at English King's Church. English so King's it's church like the same beliefs that got Roger Williams in trouble. Oh, I see. So yeah. I think he might have been a an inspiration. So yeah, like mm. so our guy is our the family in this movie, they are Calvinists, yes. they are, you know, our traditional Puritans, but they're also just a little bit radical in their own little way. I think that's, that's...
0: And isn't that so funny? It's just like, yeah, there should be a separation of church and state. And they're like, get the hell out. Get <laughs> off my, yeah. my plantation. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, so, you know, the Calvinism and the like, the way that religion is portrayed in this movie, I find, is with a lot of love and abuse Yeah, as well. So th- what... What I said is, is you know, after um, after Sam is taken and they've kind of given up searching and they're like, yeah, he's probably dead. Uh, first of all, Kate is in bed praying, yeah. right? Which, yeah, absolutely. And when it's really interesting, we get to kind of see this husband and wife have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And like the, the way I feel is like, I think these two people actually like each other. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't think would have been par for the course Mm -hmm. in the time right I was like I think Kate and William really like and love each other and uh, you know Kate uh, they're of course they're they really only live in like one room yeah right so they've got the parents bed and then upstairs are where the kids sleep so it's like pretty easy to know what's going on in the house right you (laughs) know Uh, to overhear conversations and which becomes an issue which becomes a huge issue yeah and and Kate literally thinks that her infant son is burning in hell well he wasn't baptized i know i understand so think of the these puritan characters right in 1630s new england calvinists Mm -hmm. the things that they have to understand to be true yeah and what those implications mean is insane because like, yes, Kate would have been like born and raised and probably genuinely believes that unbaptized people just go straight to hell Mm -hmm. until it happens to her infant son. Yeah. And then she has to deal with the fact that she thinks her kid that she bore for, (laughs) you know, nine months gave birth to, you know, like is taken care of and has successfully gotten four other kids past the age of five is has died and is burning in hell for eternity i wrote down yikes yeah
1: is that a loving god i mean and then there's also the other implication of the blame she puts on her husband because if they had stayed in the village and stayed in the church yes that baby would have been baptized yes and so like what do you do with all of
0: those feelings so oh and they are not in a society where they are allowed to feel feelings yeah (laughs) um I I wrote down but seriously the trauma The trauma. the the trauma this family has has had to endure first of all thomason and caleb the the two older children remember england
1: she remembers the glass
0: windows it's so sweet and fowler laying in the sun yeah
1: what oh, a nice fowler. memory she has like how young must they have been when must they have were been quite taken young. away from there yeah and brought to a village in the new world and then kicked out of that village in the new so world and sent into the world. that's
0: so much upheaval you're at such a you're young age. absolutely right but i think you're you and I don't think that you forgot it but you might have skipped over the trip from England yes. to New England <laughs> like m- a month long ship trip yeah. in which some people probably would have died yeah uh isn't that where the pea porridge what what that like nursery rhyme Peace porridge hot pea porridge cold. uh pea porridge, porridge in, in the pot, pot nine, nine days, days old. old isn't that like i have s- no idea oh i always heard that that was like a, a song or a lyric that came from like you know ships leaving from england to the quote-unquote new oh. world because yeah there would be pea porridge and it would be nine days old and like that's what you had to eat oh. and once it was gone they'd make more and like that was all you had right yeah. so again with the food insecurity right yeah. um so think about how traumatic that experience of leaving england taking the trip to the new world, Mm -hmm. uh, starting in a plantation, getting kicked out. um, And then two of their, uh, these parents, this family, two of their five kids die in pretty short order. Um, They're in an incredibly harsh environment. They're starving. um, And they are constantly reminded that they are likely doomed to eternal damnation, regardless of what they do. Um, and on top of that, they are not allowed to emote in any way. Their job is to work and pray mm-hmm. and work and pray. And it's like, holy crap, What this is This is an incredibly traumatic Yeah, without life. a witch. Yeah. Like, it
1: doesn't matter if there's a witch there. Right. This was going to be rough no matter what. Yeah. So I do want to talk a little bit about Black Phillip yes. and just the idea of goats being held swan. A symbol for yeah. Satan. Absolutely. As yeah. the famous band Cake once said, sheep go to heaven. Goats Goats go to hell. hell. Yeah. Um, So a lot of animals historically have been associated with witches and like witches familiars Mm -hmm. and witches are accused of shape shifting, which we probably see with the bunny, which we can talk about more.
0: Oh, the rabbit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like how in Salem during the witch trials, there were two dogs that were killed because people thought that they were witches who had shape shifted into dogs. Those poor dogs. Those poor dogs. Um, But goats themselves aren't super commonly associated with witches. Okay. Like the period in time, sure. you know, they crop up occasionally. But I feel like, like by now, a black goat just like instinctually has such a Satan-y connotation to me.
0: You have a a bath mat. I I do have a bath mat. Bafflement. Bafflement. Bath mat. I do. Is it? It's bafflement. Is it a a bath mat because it's bafflement?
1: Yeah, it's a bafflement bath mat. It's a joke.
0: That is. Yeah. That's a tongue twister. Okay. Yeah. And of
1: course, bafflement is actually usually more of a symbol of like balance, but. He gets associated a lot with, like, witches and Satan, like, on the tarot card. The Absolutely. devil. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and also just sort of, like, later, like, mm, about 100 years later after the Puritan era, we would have had, like, there's a famous Goya painting called The Witch's Sabbath. That yes. Has a black goat. Um, a couple decades after that, we have a Prado painting also called Witch's Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Parentheses, The Great He-Goat. So, like, there are a lot of different theories for this connection between the devil and black goat and a goat yeah such as baphomet such as the greek god pan yeah sure um such as just the general idea that in the middle ages goats were often associated with like
0: uncontrolled lust hedonism yeah 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 especially for pan
1: yeah and then probably importantly there's a verse in the bible i don't know which one i'm not biblical um which talks about God and his judgment separating the devout from everyone else as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. The goats. I would say, though, using a goat is probably the least historically accurate part of this movie. Ooh. Everything else, I would say, is more historically accurate.
0: Oh, it's very... Yeah.
1: Um, like, everything they do... Like, this movie is really good at using actual historical evidence of, like, how histori- hysteria around witches happened. Yeah. How those accusations came to be. Um. Witches turning into rabbits was actually really common. Oh, Rabbits okay. came up a lot as familiars for witches mm-hmm. and things that witches turned into.
0: Yeah, thank you for telling me that because, you know, we see the image of a of a, of a rabbit or a hare, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not familiar with rabbits or hares as witch familiars. You know, I, maybe it's because, you know, I, I grew up reading Harry Potter. I'm like cats, owls, crows and ravens, toads maybe. Yeah, um, But Plus, bunnies or, or rabbits or hares, you know.
1: A lot of actually just small... Particularly mammals, but small creatures. Right, because, were they, associated. because
0: they would need to suckle from the witch. And so the, the smaller animal would probably right. more easily be found. That fed. is
1: yeah. actually that, yeah, that is another thing that was common with witches as like anti mothers, mm. where they would be suckling animals with the blood from their breasts, which yes. is where we get that scene yes. of Catherine suckling a crow, or rather, a, a raven. Crow, a raven. It's a raven, yeah. But yeah, it's that rabbit that lures Caleb and also poor Fowler. To their
0: deaths, and then we see that rabbit again in the goat pen, right? Yeah. Is or is it, you know, associating itself with Black Philip? Yeah, maybe. You yeah, know, it might be the witch and Satan Just making sure they're on the yeah. same page. Team yeah. meeting, you yeah, know? team meeting, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and then another big one that they have in this movie is um, there. It was a common theory that witch witches could fly, yes. because they used an ointment possibly on themselves or possibly rubbed on their brooms, Mm -hmm. that was made of the burned fat of children. Oh. Plus also probably some, like, hallucinatory plants. So, like, whether or not you were actually flying, you'd feel like you were flying. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it was often thought that they would use. So that's why Samuel is stolen by the witch, and immediately we see her
0: smashing him into a pulp. Smashing up that
1: baby, yeah. And rubbing it on her and on her broom. And then she starts to levitate. Yeah. And that's also kind of answers what probably happens
0: to the twins. We don't see what happens to them. I was wondering what happened to the twins. I should we talk about the twins right now? Sure. Yeah. So what does happen to the twins? Because when they get locked with Thomason inside the the goat pen, and they get they hear the witch overhead and like the the footsteps, you know, creepy part, uh, very creepy. And then they find the witch, you know, uh, taking blood from the goat, right? um and you know she of course she's a you know old crone you know older yeah. not sexy at all you know um and she turns around and cackles at them you know and then like that's the last we see of them but however if you ask me and we can talk about this uh jonas and mercy are 100 percent in league with the devil see i don't know okay only because uh
1: uh-huh. of the point that we don't see them again after that
0: we do see them we never again we yeah. know that
1: the switch stills children unbaptized children we know from history that often the burned fat of children was used for flight that last shot we have is a bunch of witches covered in some sort of blood with a bunch of fire and they're all flying and they get to fly yeah something to make that happen i
0: think think mercy and jonas yeah maybe um i just uh but also they're little dicks. So. They're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ate Mercy and Jonas. <laughs> like we just hate them. Um, But that's the thing because there is that back and forth of wh- – because Mercy literally says I be the witch of the wood yeah, before Thomas Thomason does her thing. And I think that that is just sibling <laughs> bullshit. I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole time. And, she, you know, Thomason's like uh, I'm working my ass off cleaning dad's clothes by the river and you're
1: – she a says little... playing idle.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so she's like, okay, well, two can play that game. I'm yeah. the witch of the wood, I'm gonna and I you. have I have a more developed brain, so I can make a more convincing story than you, <laughs> mercy. And um, and then they get mad. you you know, they accuse yeah Thomason of being a witch, and then Thomason lays it out there. She's just like, no, they're talking to that fucking goat. It's that goddamn goat! it's them and william believes her she's just like did you make a pact with that beast like Mm -hmm. is he talking to you like because that's a normal thing that like is within the realm of their reality yeah yeah Yeah, like your kids talking to a goat whatever um because they are talking to that goat they are whispering and like leaning in and they are singing songs about him so like is are they like being tempted especially since children are especially in this time would be considered you know Closer to sin because they're closer to their original sin, right?
1: And they just have weaker vessels.
0: They're weaker vessels. Just as women do. It's true. Um, I got a lot to say about that in a minute. Um, (laughs) Where are they? So I was wondering, were they disposed of? Mm -hmm. um, Or did they just like go to go be with Satan? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, I think it's purposely left ambiguous.
0: I think it's purposefully left ambiguous. I really like that idea mm-hmm. that they they get got by yeah. a witch. Um, I like that idea.
1: Because otherwise, what yeah. was the witch doing there? You know? Other
0: than feeding off of a goat. Yeah. yeah. And fine. all those goats end up However, dead. However, I would not... Yeah, the goats end up dead and Black Phillip's gone, right? Which
1: seems... I don't know. It could be symbolizing the kids being dead. Because there are two goats. Because there's two goats.
0: white goats. Yeah. Although, uh, certainly, Mercy and Jonas are baptized, Maybe because they were, you Probably. know, how old are they supposed to be? Like, I think they're like supposed to be seven or eight. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how old kids are. Yeah. Though I also saw they would have been baptized.
1: conflicting things about whether or not the kid has to be baptized or unbaptized. Right. Or
0: I'm sure so, unbaptized know. is like a little cherry on top, but yeah. not 100 yeah. percent required. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just like with uh, our last film, Cabin in the Woods. It's all about that youth, baby.
0: Absolutely. Youth. Yeah. That's
1: really what makes the sacrifice.
0: Yeah. Um, I found a fantastic article. Um written by Emma Shachat is how I'm choosing to to say this person's name. For a a website called heyalma.com. I don't know. I've never heard of it before, but I found this absolutely fantastic article. Of uh the history of anti Semitism in in witch panics. Yeah. Um so and I learned a little bit and maybe, you know, again, you're more well versed in, in I did a lot early of early modern and I did a lot of medieval, medieval studies, yeah. but So you yeah, might already but know. But it's this. been a little while. Yeah. Um I also just feel like this is so apt to talk about right now, like with the rise of anti Semitism, mm-hmm. you know. Um so so many reasons why i want to talk about this so apparently i learned this that those those quintessential witch tropes right mm-hmm. um pointed black hats yep uh aligned with satan right mm-hmm. the witch's sabbath uh even cats actually as a familiar um I- any sort of of the tropes that we associate with witches but are more broadly just tropes of of the you know the quote-unquote capital O other. Mm -hmm. um outside of european christian society are all anti-semitic tropes Mm -hmm. uh leading back to as early as the 12th century in europe um i see I'll, i'll i'll read a little section here um that familiar pointed black witch hat right um has an interesting relationship to jewish history around um 1215 in some places in Europe, Jews were required to wear a distinguishing cone shaped hat. Mm-hmm. It was literally called a Judenhut, Yeah. Jew hat. Yeah. Um, which, you know, makes Jews visible, right? We yeah. can tell like who the Jewish people are and they, they're more easy to target for antisemitism. Um, and Jews were associated with the threat of Satan. So thoroughly that in 1431, uh, what is now hungary i don't you know uh l- literally passed a law that required um jewish civilians to wear their judenhut mm-hmm. uh huh um and you know all of these these cultural images are derived from just long traditions of again demonizing the societal other right yep. um and, and obviously, you know, we haven't really talked about this too much, but like obviously misogyny is a huge player in this movie mm-hmm. um, and a huge player in, you know, Puritan yeah. values. And witch trials in and general. And witch trials in I general. mean, there is
1: another theory for some of these witch tropes that we're used to. Yeah. That they come from alewives, the first beer brewers. Yes. women. And yeah. them gaining this sort of like economic freedom yeah. that they didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah you know that they had those big cauldrons that they mm-hmm. you know were always With stirring their pointy and hats sometimes they had their pointy hats yeah. so like there's that misogyny right that fear about women having their own
0: independence and being able to to make their own living yeah yeah um so you know we know like we we've read the crucible yes. you know so we know that like some men were were tried and and killed in the Mm-hmm. in the Salem witch trials along with women however it's still overwhelming, it late, overwhelming. Women. Yeah. and the like the 300 years the peak 300 years of like the witch craze in Europe um, the majority of the people accused were women around 75 to 85% so like yeah there's dudes in there but like this is a you know yeah. this
1: is a, about women right but what also what I found interesting mm-hmm. from my research at least mm-hmm. a lot of the accusations were also by women against Facts, women yes. that it was a lot of women being used to keep other women in their place which often happens in misogyny absolutely right now we see it a lot more kind of along racial lines where white women are often used to keep women of color in their place Mm.
0: i think about the uh you know we just had the election i think about like all those female candidates i saw on the ticket um and through the news, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, uh, limiting access to abortion, yeah. right? And I was like, this is women keeping other women down, man. Exactly. This is the opposite of what we need. A lot of that was in the witch trials. Absolutely. Um, I also found this other little, um, this other little quote, according to some uh, history scholars, Laura Apps and Andrew Gao, again, that's just how I'm going to say their names. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, the, that uh, even prior to the witch craze in the, um, in Europe, uh, the word witch was pretty much just a catch-all term, um, for, you know, any generally non-conforming other, right, mm-hmm. um, from, from European Christian society, it's just kind of a catch-all term for any variety of, of heretic you could imagine, um, so that would have been groovy chicks, right that. brewers um women who had some sort of knowledge of medicine maybe yeah. you know the the women that would have been accused of witchcraft um and and jews yeah and jewish people um also we talk and ab- also mm-hmm.
1: actually on top of that mm-hmm. um slaves once we get into new england like tituba yeah tituba. in the salem witch trials yeah who was accused any of- other
0: yeah uh also the word um sabbath right we think about the term the witch's sabbath and and um also, you know, if you're Jewish, you might call it Sabbath, you might call it Shabbat. You know, it's it means the same thing. Um, the the word, you know, uh, church rhetoric around this time, they would use the word Sabbath or Shabbat uh, to refer to any nighttime gathering of witches mm. um, or, you know, uh, in which sorcery and satanic rituals supposedly took place. Right. In in those early modern times, uh, pretty much any non-Christian gathering of, of any kind, obviously, if it's. If it's not explicitly Christian, then therefore it must be anti-Christian, right? right yeah, um, and therefore threatening and satanic and hi- heretical. Mm-hmm. Is that the is that how you say it? Heretical. Yeah. Heretical. yeah. Um, and they would also really tie that up with these these witches' sabbaths, right? Or the idea of a sabbath um, really tie that up with sex as well. They would mm-hmm. also say that um, these were meetings for uh, sexual orgies. Yeah. And sex, I feel, plays a really interesting role in this movie because you know we we talked about Caleb looking at his sister's yeah. boobs because he's pubescent and getting interested in boobs you yeah. know and the only boobs he has access to we talked yeah. about it
1: and of course how the witch then lures him in by being a a beautiful very woman. sexy woman yeah
0: and he's super into heaving it bosom. heaving bosom heaving very yeah. voluptuous yeah um and the fact that in their tiny little hut right like we can't we have to imagine that mom and dad are having sex yeah, and like when probably at night. Though I mean, that was pretty common. Exactly. Yeah, and of course, and I also find that you know uh, the two kind of, like the main theme I see here is is religion, right? Mm-hmm. And how like religion, especially for Kate, for the mom and Caleb, is like a little bit sexual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Caleb, the th- like again when when Harvey scrimshaw is acting his fucking ass off at the on like in his death scene like w- i wrote down some of like the quotes of what he says and i was like wow this is incredibly sensual if um, not outright sexual kiss
1: me with the kiss of thy mouth yes he quotes the song of solomon which is is the that what sexiest that is part of the bible okay thank you for telling me because i was like what is this from and i couldn't yeah. find it um song, songs I mean, even when he is dying, yeah, he seems to be in ecstasy about it. Yeah, he's, he's having kind a great of writhing time. and moaning in a certain way. Yeah, that's
0: uh, a little sexy. The quote that that Caleb says at the beginning of his kind of final monologue before he dies is, "Cast the light of countenance upon me, spread her for me the lap of thy love." And he says something about like, "Bathe me in the everlasting fountain of thy blood." Yeah. And so it's like obviously about Jesus, right? Where yeah. you know. Just, yeah. Blood. Um, just like and then the Song of
1: Songs is technically a religious text, but also just very much. A sexy, sexy text. Yeah, like... Uh, I mean, the yeah. lay me in thy lap could be very much a sort of devotional thing. Absolutely. But also, yeah. to die in someone's lap was common slang for having an for orgasm. For having an orgasm,
0: absolutely, yeah. Um, and also, what does he say? Kiss me with the kisses of thy mouth, yeah. you know? And yeah, that's straight out of the Bible, dude. Out, yeah, and the so... The sexy Bible. The, yeah, so, like, the Bible and, and God is, like, at least at the end for Caleb something very like sensual or sexual for him and and i think kate mom does the same thing Mm -hmm. where um yeah she talks about love she talks about love and she like recounts a dream she had once where she was like in the presence of christ yeah and and she felt so close to him you know and i was just like and
1: how she was like do you have a crush on jesus yeah
0: oh she does absolutely yeah she's like
1: she just doesn't feel like she'll ever feel that love again (laughs) <laughs> it's like wow your husband's
0: right there yeah he's right there <laughs> he um. can hear you <laughs> um
1: but i mean yeah i mean there's a long yeah. history of being s-
0: super horny for jesus especially true. women and you know nuns. especially when they're not allowed to be horny for anyone yeah. or anything else nuns yeah absolutely have common, i mean nuns are supposed to be wives too that's true yeah they're supposed to be like married to jesus yeah. right again i'm not catholic um yeah, no, me neither. So also I just know a
1: little bit about the Middle Ages. Oh
0: I'm not done with the anti Semitism stuff. Yeah, have you gone to the blood libel yet? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. Um, so also the, the the depiction, again, really common in witch tropes, of animalistic and demonic qualities mm-hmm. um are also um something uh that would be ascribed to, to Jewish people as well, right? Again, just anything outside of the the and Christian societal norm.
1: continued to be used like Continue to be, yeah.
0: During Nazi stuff Uh right
1: rats were associated with oh yeah
0: rats yeah spiders sure yeah all sorts of things um the the classification of a witch and a jewish person were actually like really closely related in medieval and early modern europe Mm -hmm. um and uh, this is something that i found out that um the actual physical anatomy of both Jews and women were classified under the same medical medieval category, <laughs> uh, which gets us into the humors. Yeah, yes. we love the humors. Uh, so uh, G- Jews and women were both to b- believed to be inherently melancholic, mm-hmm. phleg- phlegmatic, um, and made up of putrid black blood, which <laughs> sounds so fucking metal, you know? <laughs> Um, Yeah you wish you were. They were thought to both be ruled by Saturn. Mm -hmm. A little bit of of, um, astrology for you. Hence Jews like women were considered uh, passive, inferior, Mm -hmm. polluted, and untrustworthy. Um, which I think really hits the nail on the head for, like, the root of a lot of misogyny, right? Yeah, and Um, actually, mm -hmm. just
1: back to the misogyny, that humor stuff and just the idea of women's bodies being actually, like, physically different yes, in some, like, innate way from men's is also part of why they were considered more common prey for devils, yep, and for the devil
0: and witches because their bodies were considered weaker vessels. You are taking the words right out of my mouth. I love that. Due to these inherent humoristic and temperamental qualities, right? Um, it was widely believed that women witches right and and jews were more likely to be veered towards satanism Mm -hmm. yeah uh commit demonic acts such as cannibalism infanticide Mm -hmm. right um because that's an old anti-semitic trope of of jews killing and possibly also consuming children that's that's old old stuff yeah yeah.
1: and we literally see that witch trope in this movie yes
0: and and holding communion with with demons and the devil and taking flight at night yeah. yeah um and then all of this kind of comes together to still uh, inform our modern imagination of witches. Um, greatly because of the, the invention of, can you guess? No. I don't know. Oh, why Why our ideas and tropes of witches and the anti-Semitic ideas beneath them um, are still, they're kind of uh, made concrete by the invention of the printing press. Oh. Yeah. You knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, by the invention of the printing press, right? All of a sudden, again, those Puritans are highly illiterate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can finally start to circulate information yep. in writing, right? Um, and information can go farther and faster. Yep. Um, and, you and, know, we're still dealing with the, the consequences of that today, right? Yeah. So really, everything that, that these Puritans are are made to be afraid of, groovy chicks, yeah. right? Jews, sex and pleasure, yeah. right? Unless it's directly tied to mm-hmm. God and Christ, um, and of course, you know, also these Puritans are made to fear Satan, right? Yeah. Anything that's not God or Christ, um, all rolled up into one, and you get you get a witch. Yeah, you get a, a, a livestock killing, baby eaten, or rubbing whatever, yeah, flying, uh, uh, crop killing, flying, yeah, witch, witch,
1: yeah. And I mean and just thinking about how this still affects us in our modern day. Right. I'm thinking about how there was a bit of a controversy when the movie Tangled came out. Oh, there was. This is my second Disney reference of this episode. I don't remember that. Mother Gothel? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Mother Gothel. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She
1: got a lot of criticism for being quite the Jewish stereotype. And is it because of the nose? Well, just her general look and also her bearing is sort of like, I don't know. I guess, kind of a stereotypical Jewish mother sort of idea. But a lot of things. I Stealing babies.
0: Oh, fair enough. But just Stealing like, yeah, the baby, she has yeah. this kind of
1: Jewish look to her. Okay. And so part of the defense against that was, well, no, these are witch tropes. We're not being anti-Semitic. This is just what witches are like. And, and witch Ignoring tropes are... the fact are that... Are rooted in an anti-Semitism. That trope. witch tropes are rooted. So, yeah. like, if we don't examine our tropes, then we're just going to perpetuate honestly, a lot of anti-Semitism, but also other bad things. Wow, you know, so I've only seen Tangled once,
0: and honestly the only thing I got really from Mother Gothel is that she is dark-haired and I feel like, as a person with naturally dark hair myself, you know, Mm -hmm. or a darker color hair, um, I feel like I, you know, I feel like I'm always kind of surrounded by these, like, subtextual messages that blonde people are good and pretty and dark-haired people are evil yeah the bad guy mm-hmm. right so um especially when they're female yeah right because a, a a blonde man can be evil oh god I think yes. we learned that from a lot of movies from the 80s yeah I but think. as far as as women are concerned right uh dark hair is is kind of a mark against you yeah um so that's actually really all I got from tangled but you know yeah. I, I mean she has yeah.
1: the way that her hair is like the curl of it yes it's like a very traditional you know I don't know yeah I don't know
0: it's just a side point. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, do we want what to else? kind of keep the mm, kind of history rolling by talking about
0: Urgot? Let's talk about Urgot. Yeah. Okay. So it's
1: a common theory to You know where I stand movie. on this, but yeah. I agree with it. Yeah. Okay. So there's a common theory to this movie, which I think Eggers himself has said, like, wasn't really. He doesn't. Go for it, but also he can see the evidence for it. Sort of. Yeah. He, he was, was like, "Yes, the corn does look like it has agate on, agate on it." Ergot, it ur- ergot, whatever. God, I can't do it. Uh, so I've always heard it,
0: ergot, ergot, or ergot. Ergot. I, mean, I, mean, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah.
1: See, my problem is I keep wanting to pronounce it ergo, like Margo. Ergo. And I know it's not ergo, <laughs> like it's French. Yes. Ergo. <laughs> also, yeah. Um, and ergotism, also known as Saint Anthony's fire. Oh. And another name for that disease. Okay. Because of the monks who treated it in the 11th century. Thank you, monks. Yeah. yeah. So there's the common theory that the corn was infested with ergot, which is a fungus that can yeah. infect crops, and that th- the family of this movie ate it, and that they got driven mad by it. Right. It's
0: a it's a fungus that, that can have psychoactive properties. Yes. yes.
1: And, yeah. And ergotism has a lot of symptoms, actually. And it can yes. have kind
0: of two different common
1: branches to it. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, so Eggers sort of talked about how like, yes, the corn does have sort of like ergot on it, but also I think said that that's not really the theory that he is the most fond of in terms of understanding his movie. Sure. Though he also purposely left things kind of up in the air, ambiguous, and likes different Because he's an artist. Yeah, we yeah. love that. Yeah. So the idea is that, so a common symptom, part of the reason also why it's called St. Anthony's Fire, mm-hmm. is that a common one is like burning limbs Oh, to the point that actually... It's like a circulation thing where it can have a similar effect, like gangrene, where oh. people had to like lose limbs because mm, of it. Mm-hmm. So that's one version of it. But the other, which I don't think we see in the film at all, no. But another version of ergodism is the one that, like you said, has hallucinations, fever, muscle spasms, being kind of dazed and not speaking, getting manic, mm-hmm. maybe getting paralysis or tremors, like things that honestly. Do kind of sound like Caleb in his last moments, fever, vomiting, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that stuff. Hallucination,
0: maybe. or Yeah. Yeah, Or the stuff
1: he's talking about. Yeah.
0: Or a delusion. Also, noticeably,
1: it can affect like other mammals, not just humans. Oh, okay. So like if the goats and the dog were eating it, it could explain some of their weird behavior. Right. And also St. Anthony. Just as an aside, Mm -hmm. himself was known for undergoing a fast in which he saw visions of the devil trying to lure him in with various
0: temptations. So, you know. Oh, wow. That's just a fun little aside. Oh, wow. That's incredibly relevant. Yeah.
1: And there was even a commentary about the Salem witch trials, which since most scholars are like, nah, we don't think this is really what happened. But for a while there was thought that maybe some sort of ergot infected wheat or whatever caused the hysteria of the Salem witch trial. Yeah. We don't buy this as a theory for this movie. No, I don't
0: any particular reason um yeah well it it kind of goes with the similar way in which the ergot theory got debunked for the salem witch trials in that ergot poisoning or ergot whatever ergotism yeah, yeah st anthony's fire st anthony's fire um comes with other uh it, you know it it doesn't just like make you trip balls like yeah. it, it also comes with incredibly negative side effects yeah um my understanding was like intestinal distress mm-hmm. could be a pretty big one and that of you know all of the documentation we have of the salem witch trials like you know primary documents um there's really nothing yeah. mentioned about that yeah and um I, and again like i stand firm that like the witch is real mm-hmm. um and that maybe it is the witch that this is you know causing all of this to happen yeah um but the witch is not not an allegory the witch is a literal witch yeah. And um, because of their puritanical beliefs, that Mm -hmm. would be well within the realm of reality for them. That there would be an actual witch to take their baby, Mm -hmm. fuck up their livestock, fuck up their crop, fuck up their children, fuck up their kids, yeah, um, and destroy them. Yeah. And, you know, uh, kill all of their kids except for one who then they turn into a witch. A witch. Or. As Kate says, proud slut. Uh, Proud slut. Proud slut. Get it, girl. Yeah. Get it, Thomason. I know. It's like, that's not even an insult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We should get pins.
1: Yeah. Proud Proud slut (laughs) pins. Um, We'll make merch. We'll make merch. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. First
0: merch idea. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think the only person who we see having other symptoms really is Caleb. Yeah. None of the other people have symptoms. And also, from my understanding, it wasn't super common like, as a fungus, that's not really on corn. It's on, like, wheats and rice, like right. cereals, right. those sort of things. So, but I do think it was a cool thing to add to the movie as just sort of a nod to that theory. Mm-hmm. I think that was a
0: cool idea. So, yeah, that's a theory we don't agree with. Do we want to talk about another theory we don't agree with? Um, let's. I'm just kind of reviewing my notes to make sure I've mentioned, mentioned everything that I want to mention. Yeah. Um, Can I just have a, a moment of of empathy with Kate, with Mom? when um caleb has just died right mm-hmm. and um she's talking with william you yeah. know and he asks her like what what do you want and i will give it to thee you know like yeah and she says i want to be home yeah and he's like well, we'll be home we'll be back on the plantation yeah. by was his candle time tomorrow or whatever yeah. you know and she says no i want like i want to be in england and when she says When he's like, what do you want? Like, I will give you whatever you want. Like, I love you. Mm -hmm. What, how can I make you happy? You know? And she says, I want to be home. And that feeling of the only thing in the world that you want is something no one can give you. Like, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I wrote, damn girl, been there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, and her daughter has been there, too. She clearly misses England a lot, too, Thomason.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah, her yeah, her experiences so far in the New World have been <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty <laughs> shitty. Oh, um, I also did wanna also mention that um Thomason is overwhelmingly being treated like livestock. Um, because she kinda is. Yeah. You know. Um we think we we were talking about this before, and we think that she's maybe like fifteen, yeah, ish, give or take she's a supposed year. Supposed to be pretty young, yeah. Supposed to be pretty young. Her womanhood is upon her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and Kate mentions that that it's it's time for her maybe to go serve another family, right? Yeah. And I wonder, and we could talk about this. Maybe it'll turn it have to do with the fan th- fan theory. I don't know, but we could talk about like. What is Kate's problem with Thomason? Yeah, we'll get into that. Okay, love it.
1: I think we'll get into that. Um, Or at least we can.
0: Because she really seems to, like, we got to get rid of her. Yeah. But, like, is it as one Puritan woman to another, like, you need to, I know what is going to help you survive in this Mm -hmm. world, and that is to go serve another family, right? And you're old enough, you know. And it's just the time. You're fertile. It's time, you know. Um, And just, but also just really seems to, like, want her gone. Even before the witchcraft accusations really come yeah. into full swing, you know. So, what is Kate's issue with Thomason? I yeah. can't wait to talk about it. But you have another yeah. fan theory, or yeah, another yeah. one
1: that we don't really agree with. Yeah, but it really dives into the characters and their relationships with
0: each other, uh-huh.
1: which I think is so. It's still useful to talk about. But mm-hmm. my main problem with this theory is that it's very Catholic. Oh, the seven deadly sins. Yes, yeah. the seven deadly the sins. Yes, theory. yeah, yeah, which we touched on briefly because William. It works with William. He's pride. He's very he thinks prideful. he knows best. He's, yeah. you know, sent away from there for his, sent away from the plantation because of his, like, religious pride. Yes. He thinks he knows better than everybody. And
0: he takes his, his family of his wife and five children, one of which is an infant. Yeah. Yeah, out into the wilderness to Homestead. Yep. And um,
1: the theory on Reddit, mm-hmm. where I think this was maybe originated, because mm-hmm. Reddit's good for that, Yeah. Um, also talks about how their sin is also related to how they die. And a part uh-huh. of William's death, I mean, he spends that whole time whenever he's, like, stressed out, whenever he needs to, like, kind of prove that he still is manly and can take care of his family. Mm-hmm. He goes to chop he wood. He chops some wood. He's chopping yeah. that wood.
0: He's chopped so much wood. More wood than they probably need for the time I don't know, being. man. The winter's I mean, going to be long. Quick. Wood, goes quick. wood goes quick. Wood goes quick. And, like, that winter's going to be harsh. But, like, but they don't have any insulation yeah. in their
1: fa- Anyway, But, like, but probably he could be doing other work. He could be hunting better. Thomason even gives him crap about like you
0: can't grow crops. You can't hunt. All damn. you can do is chop that damn wood. Yeah.
1: Like she gives her total But also crap.
0: like yes, this is what he can offer his family. Yeah. Is is wood. So it's wood. kind of like this weird pride sense yeah. of pride for him. And Absolutely. he dies is with he it dies. all burying him right yeah and he also the very last thing he says is uh corruption that aren't my father mm-hmm. which is from the book of job and you know if you're are you familiar with the book of job Nah. so really all you need to know is it about it's about a man job mm-hmm. as well as his family but they don't matter uh, right yeah, yeah um no. and i think depending on the version of the story god and satan are basically placing bets yeah as to like we will we'll make job's life as so hard as horrible. possible we'll take everything from him and he will still be faithful to me is what what God believes and Satan's like mm, not no. even close no he's totally going to turn on you and like okay well let's see and um so it's a story of perseverance and you know mm. um trusting in God's great plan uh, you know um but also i take issue with that because um god and satan are not equals mm. um i never thought that you yeah, know, I, I have no particular opinion sure. on it, but yes. So Satan is is not supposed to be an equal. Satan is an angel, a fallen angel, but he's also the great adversary. Sure, yeah, and he can be a an antagonist. You know, he can yeah. be an adversary, but he is not on the same playing field as mm-hmm. God, in my personal opinion. Like yeah. especially in this this version of God, yeah, right. And Satan, um, although the the Puritans do really put them on a really similar, you know, yeah, a similar platform but just for me and my own personal beliefs like these two entities are nowhere near each other you know like i think they both like hold power mm-hmm. but they're you know it's just it's not even comparable
1: oh, okay.
0: um that's me yeah. uh so there's a lot of of parallels to the book of job that right they sense. mention it outright several times that's true they do actually. yeah and also you know they're living it. Everything is being taken yeah. from them and they're like desperately trying to hold on to their to their faith. Right. And
1: many of them talk about how they're kind of losing it, but I don't know mm-hmm. that William, our papa, ever actually loses faith. He,
0: he even uh-huh. licks the dirt of the earth. He just loves his family so much. And he's just like, I don't even care. Like, damn me to hell. Mm-hmm. Just please save my kids. Yeah. Please save my kids. Right. Yeah. And a he lot of dies with yeah. a bible verse on his lip yeah the last thing he says is from the book of job yeah um yeah i actually also noticed that so so um if let me guess where you're going with this so if william's ultimate sin is pride which we know is the deadliest sin of all right (laughs) it's the
1: sexiest one in (laughs) my opinion
0: it's sexier than lust yeah which by the way you know me
1: i'm not big on lust i know i love a prideful person person. (laughs)
0: um well uh, in in that vein i think that that would probably be caleb's sin Absolutely. Yeah. According to the theory. According I to the theory. Yeah. It's really obvious then,
1: like how that relates to his death too, because he's lured in by this beautiful woman, right? And as we've already talked about with his death scene, it's all of that. It's the bite of the forbidden fruit. Yeah. He dies quoting the Song of Songs. He yeah. has this like moment of ecstasy. Like it's those two are the most straightforward. I think those are the ones that really fit with the theory, right? Everything else after that, oh, falls apart a little
0: fair um I totally agree I think the pride and lust are like really obvious but I could also I think we could make a really good argument that that mom's sin is wrath she's pretty wrathful yes or envious maybe also
1: I see you know I (laughs) so the theory I saw Mm -hmm. um supposed that Catherine was envy Yeah. Because, like, her main deal is that she really wishes that, like, maybe she was young and beautiful like Thomason. Mm -hmm. That story she has is about how when she was Thomason's age, Um. that's when she felt the love of God. When she attacks Thomason, it's by accusing her of seducing her brother and saying that her And her father. um, Yeah, yeah. Her father, William, is going to be next. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then Thomason strikes her mom's face, which is sort of like... The oh. seed
0: of her feminine beauty, like marring it. Oh, when they get in a fight and she yeah. kills Kate. Uh, you missed a huge aspect of that scene okay um i don't know if you caught it i only caught it because i was watching with subtitles although you watch with subtitles too um they get in a fight right kate is furious she's accusing thomason of being a witch she's calling her a proud slut all the great stuff and they they tussle and they they're both on the ground and thomason is is pinned underneath kate and she says repeatedly i love you i love you i love you she does and then she hits her in the head and kills her yeah yeah
1: it's not really related to the theory but it is a
0: well, that just goes back with my theory of the combination of love and of abuse. A, abuse, and love. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. But also, yeah. What do you do when you're a daughter in that situation? And that,
0: and that people in abusive situations also are capable of feeling love within yeah. that abusive relationship. Yeah. You know. So uh, if that relationship is between you know man and God, mm-hmm. or if it's between you know mother and daughter, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So Though also
1: that all. So that could be her having envy for Thomason, but like you said, it's also easy to read Catherine as a symbol of wrath. Absolutely. Because she's always yelling at She's always yelling at Thomason. Her, mostly Thomason also at her husband. I think she slaps her husband at one
0: point too. She does, yeah. You know. Yeah. She's
1: I mean, she's pretty angry.
0: The other though option for I wrath mean, also her mm-hmm. infant just died yeah, i know you Did know girl a i know
1: that's actually why i thought Catherine maybe could be sloth because there's the idea of sloth maybe actually being depression
0: oh see i thought yes th- and how in yes. like
1: a relationship with suicide and stuff where she like lies down in caleb's
0: grave for a moment yeah and, and just kind of so altered. i was like that's awesome and that she spends actually she does come out when like there's some you yeah. know a kerfuffle outside but like she when she's in bed just like praying after she yeah. knows that sam is gone and is not coming yeah. back you know, um, and I was like, "Oh, she's probably yeah. been in bed for a couple of days." So, I mean, already
1: yeah. we kind of have a problem with the theory because Catherine could be a lot of these a different of things. things.
0: I thought because I, I was thinking about the seven deadly sins. When again, it's obvious that Dad is pride, and, yeah. and that Caleb is sin or is lust.
1: Is lust. That's yeah. his sin.
0: Um, I wondered. I almost wondered if the if the twins were sloth.
1: Yes, so they really the have a hard time
0: picking up their has slack.
1: Jonas as sloth, because I mean, they talk all the time about how we want to do his work um we yeah. can see him in the cornfield with his father like maybe he's supposed to be learning how to do the work but he's just standing there with some corn on his hand not doing anything Fucking and like things start to get really bad when he can't remember his prayers and is he doing that like purposely is he doing that because he's scared is he doing it because he's sloth and like literally did not do the work of remembering of memorizing his prayers i can't
0: imagine that I can't imagine because, like, again, as a Puritan boy, like, it's the only thing he needs to know. I
1: know. At a certain
0: age, like, I think, no. But he much prefers his songs about Black Phillip. Yes, he does. I think, I choose to believe because Mercy and Jonas are such assholes Mm -hmm. throughout the entire film uh, accusing Thomason of witchcraft. I think that they were playing a game. I think that they thought that it was funny to pretend like, oh, we've been witched by our older sister. We can't remember our prayers. Isn't that a sign of bewitchment and the work of the devil you know
1: i mean i I think i see jonas more as a follower so him being the one to initially say he can't remember his prayers i'm like i kind of believe that he really just in that moment stressed out freaked out being a kid yeah just doesn't know what to say or do while his brother is dying yeah Yeah. like it's a freaked out moment yeah um so the theory then also has mercy Mm -hmm. as actually as wrath because she does really lash out against thomason a lot She's the one who accuses her of rich craft as sort of, like, payback for scaring her. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, and then she ends up getting locked in that shed and dying there or, or whatever, whatever happens to, to them. yeah, Because of that, you know, anger she has against her sister for scaring her. That's the idea. Mm, okay. The twins. I know. I'm not, okay. like, super on board, but I don't I, hate it. I mean, this is, like, this is fun. Yeah. You know? It's fun. Yeah. Um, I think I also saw some people say maybe Mercy was, like, gluttony, but I don't know. Mm.
0: Well, and that's the thing with gluttony, if, if we're, like, talking about it as in relationship to food. Yeah. There's no food. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I think this theory actually had Samuel as original sin rather than one of the seven deadly sins oh, because he wasn't baptized he wasn't baptized but yeah. then there are also thoughts of him being gluttony because literally he's a baby what do babies do they just eat and eat and nothing else and sleep and, and poop then, yeah yeah and then he dies either getting eaten by a wolf or mm-hmm. starving so they say you know mm-hmm. but then also the idea that perhaps he actually represents greed on the part of the parents because they've already had So many children and they've never lost any. They have so many
0: fucking kids, yeah. And that
1: it was almost kind of greedy of them to (laughs) then try to have another kid, especially at this moment when they're going out into the wilderness. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. However, I mean, 1630s family planning,
1: you know, I I
0: think they're probably just, they're having sex and they're getting pregnant when they get pregnant. uh, Yeah. either having babies or or not, right?
1: Yeah. Though also in that time period, maybe the idea that you would never have any of those kids die would
0: be kind of like greedy and prideful right well they, they mentioned that you know they say that christ has never taken yeah, a child from them like, before yeah. you know yeah so then that leads us with
1: thomason okay. who yeah. what sins are left well greed yeah if samuel is gluttony or original sin sure or she could be gluttony maybe or she mm. could be envy kind of all mm. for the same reasons sure you know she misses that glass window in england yeah. she in used sun. to spend a lot of time staring at her mother's silver cup yeah. Even though she didn't steal it. She didn't. She's yeah. tempted by the butter and the pretty dresses. She oh, yeah, wants by, yeah.
0: comfort. She wants wealth. Yeah. But again, can you blame her? I know. <laughs> it's like she's had overwhelmingly a shitty life. She's yeah. escaped religious persecution. Like
1: excuse her for wanting some fucking butter. And a pretty dress. Like let the girl live. Yes. Yeah. No. So I'm not, I'm not super bought on it. I think a more interesting comparison, if mm-hmm. we're going to get kind of Christian in imagery with it, sure, yeah. is to go back to the line that Catherine has. Mm-hmm. Was not Christ led into the wilderness to be ill met by the devil? Because then I started looking into Jesus's temptations. Mm. Yes. Which I think are... A few different versions in the different New Testament. And you know, something Testament I'm verse.
0: actually really unfamiliar with. I, um, I think you know I'm more of an Old Testament kind of gal. Yeah, yeah, I do know. Yeah. Um,
1: I technically studied it in college. But sure. But that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So he gets tempted. He's in the wilderness. The devil, he's been fasting for 40 days or whatever. Yeah. The devil comes and says, hey, if you're the son of God and you're super hungry and stuff, why don't you just turn these rocks into bread? And Jesus quotes the Bible by saying man cannot live on bread alone. And then the devil takes him up to a little a high point where he can see like cities out before him and mm. says like, hey, you know, you're supposed to be like the king of everything. I'll give you rulership over the whole world right now. You don't have to go through all of that, you know, dying and shit and mm. stuff. All you have to do is serve me and worship me. And Jesus quotes the Bible again and is like, you can only you should only serve and worship God. Mm-hmm. And then the devil gets kind of silly with this one. Takes him to the top of a really high temple. The devil temple. is so silly. He's so silly. He gets so silly. He's like, huh, huh? You you, you think that uh, God's angels are, like, there for you and mm-hmm. will take care of you? Then jump off this really tall building and see if the angels catch you, huh? What okay. about that, Jesus? All right. And Jesus is like, um, don't test God, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> How about I just don't test God? Yeah. So, like, um... It's sort of interpreted as him being tempted by materialism, hedonism, power, and pride of ego. Yeah. And so I just feel like those more than the seven deadly sins kind of have more to say about this family because I do think what they all sort of suffer kind of from is, I mean, A, their father's pride. Yes. Is sort of what gets them into this situation. In the first place, And then just how much they want those sort of material things and those hedonistic pleasures. Like... Various characters long for these things at different points. And in the end, when she does make that deal with the devil, Mm -hmm. Thomas is promised butter, which is a lust of the flesh. And a a pretty dress. A pretty dress, Mm -hmm. which is a reason to feel prideful. And to see the world, which is the lust of the eyes. Yeah. So that materialism, ego, and hedonism again. Mm. Yeah. And so there's this idea that Jesus was able to resist because he saw the devil for what he was, which is a deceiver. Right. Meanwhile, this family is like constantly lying to each other and not knowing (laughs) who to believe, and they don't see the goat as like the devil really until it's way too late. Yeah, like they don't really see what the real threat is, and they turn on each other instead. And they also, Jesus also resists because he keeps his faith. Whereas this family, as we just talked about, start to really question God and, like, don't feel as close to him as they did before.
0: Right. I I almost wondered, there was a point pretty early in the film that I was wondering if the witch was a symbol for their, like, wavering faith. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I think that's true. And I think there's also an extent to which, like, the devil uses the word of God. To sort of try to trick Jesus. Right. And Jesus that, then responds with the actual word of God. You know Kate, that like.
0: Kate says something like that. That the devil can quote scripture to, yeah. to serve himself. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yep.
1: And how there's also other moments of sort of like hypocrisy. And sort of saying words. But really doing something else. Speci- specifically with William. And how we were talking about Thomas and calling him out. Right. With the a silver survival. cup. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which yeah. is really kind of what sets the bloody climax of the film in motion. Is that moment.
0: It's so good.
1: So I don't know. I feel like if we're going to go with some sort of theory about that, I think that's a better place to look than like the
0: very kind of like catholic idea of seven deadly a- sins. A- exactly because to- the the point is is that they are very not catholic because yeah. they're puritans. That's it's yeah, they literally hate the Catholicism. Point. Yeah, That's why they left England. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um final thoughts yeah I'm thinking about that ending I think that it's again what one of the my favorite things about cabin in the woods mm-hmm. is the ending and you do really get this sense of like the you know big quotes the quote-unquote bad guy wins mm-hmm. right um, Thomason becomes a witch right um, she gets naked Yeah. finds a witch's sabbath happening nearby like floats up to the sky she looks elated right yeah. she's super happy and, uh, like, that's where the movie ends yeah. for us. And I was like, I love this. I know. Yeah, she um, seems happy about she it. She seems Here's happy. And, I, and again, we, you know. That is the other theory we didn't we, talk about.
1: Oh, yeah? The relationship between. We already kind of said that we don't think that anything that no dad I, was molesting any of his children. No, but I, I have seen a few fan theories about that. Either Caleb or Thomason. And what evidence is it being backed up with? Honestly, not
0: much. Not enough. Yeah.
1: But yeah. I mean, one of the theories even went so far to say that... Um well, there is this theory about how we often see Thomason, whenever we have scenes with the witch, it's either like before or after. Thomason seems to be like falling asleep or waking up. Right, yeah. So it's the idea that these are sort of like fugue state dreams she has and she's actually doing the things that the witch yeah, does. Yeah, I saw theories like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. That she, and that the idea is that part of the reason she's doing that is that that's a trauma response to either being molested or knowing that Caleb is being molested uh-huh. or, or something like that. That may be part of why she um, would kill specifically samuel and caleb is because the dad is molesting particularly you know specifically the boys uh, i don't know but then then what about jonas no, no like i'm not buying I'm, it yeah no, i'm not buying sorry. any of it yeah
0: uh, that's not enough evidence for me and plus
1: i don't know it kind of also doesn't make the ending as.
0: it doesn't make any of it as fun honestly yeah and uh, and also i wonder again in 1630s like puritan new england you know farmstead yeah like would they understand molestation the way we would today? Um, yes and no. Right. Like. I mean, they right. would
1: understand incest. Yeah. For sure. Incest was highly That's regulated true. in various different ways, especially when it came to like early, early settlements. Yeah. Like, I know there are a bunch of medieval laws, which are always kind of my favorite because they're so bad shit, <laughs> that are meant to stop incest, but it's, like, within 12 degrees of relationship, including through marriage.
0: 12 degrees?
1: Yeah. So, like, your cousins, cousins, uh-huh. cousins who married this guy who has this brother who has a okay. a cousin who's oh, something wow. like, like that, specifically because... When you're in a village, you tend to all There's be... not that many people. You tend to kind of be related
0: toward, through yeah. these, you know... There's only so many different families. So it encouraged
1: yeah. you to go to the nearby village, which then created ties between those villages, right. which then allowed it to start growing yeah. into a city. Huh. So incest was definitely something that they would have been aware of and would not have liked.
0: And, and would also understand that, like, sex would be something sinful, yeah. right? But, like, again, maybe something more, like less close to sex and more close to physical abuse yeah right um might just kind of be part of life you know yeah. might be something more normalized
1: yeah maybe I don't know. you know i don't know
0: yeah and also like i kind of i just i see how much william loves his kids yeah
1: i mean i think the theory partially comes from Catherine's disdain yes. towards Thomason. Yeah. and yeah i mean yeah there's... kate's got problems for sure yeah and yeah. how she specifically accuses her of like going to soon like seduce her yes. husband away from her. Yeah, you know, but like, she's kind of mad and crazy at that point. I don't know. Yeah, she's.
0: I don't think any of she's that is been something. Pecked we need. in the boob by a raven. Like, you yeah, know? she's been through a lot. She's did, lost so, enough children that like, she's over it. Um, do you think she signs her name in the book? Thomas. Kate. O- Kate. Oh, Kate. Do you think she signs her name? Because Caleb, the Opposed vision of too. Caleb, show, yeah. says that he has a book that he wants her to look at.
1: But then she says, I first want to feed Samuel. Yeah. And that's all we see her that's do. That's really all we get. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think so. Huh.
0: And also, would it count in a dream? Is um, it a dream? Is it like well, a Well, that was
1: common, I mean, in the Salem Witch Trials. Sure. Often they would accuse each other by saying of something somebody, that happened in a dream. Somebody came to them in, in a, dream, a dream, trying to bewitch them and yep. signing the book. Good things point. like that. So yeah. like,
0: yeah, I think it would count. Um, yeah, well, that's actually something that I saw it's this isn't nearly as as well of a a fleshed out theory, but that the what I noticed is the devil or a witch or whoever, you know, is, is trying to get people with, like, get them to sign his book or Mm -hmm. whatever, with what they most want. So like, what does Kate want? She wants her kids back. Yeah, right. She wants to be able to see her kids again. Mm -hmm. Um, Thomason wants a less shitty life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, uh, you know, K- Caleb is again like you know lured in with his like lustful ideas, yeah, right? Because he's and a fucking teenage boy. He's a teenage boy, and that you know, um, dad is just murdered. But again, he he's kind of surrounded by, you know, he he gets gored by Black Philip and then like falls into this big pile of wood, and you know that kind of being like the only thing he feels he can contribute, you know? Yeah. Or, I mean, you know. I think that that's how William feels. That's just my own read of it, you know? Yeah. Um, That in some ways it does feel like all of these people are being lured or tempted or tricked with what they most want.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's another theory also that it was all in a way actually Thomason's fault Mm. for at the beginning Mm -hmm. saying how she's a sinner, but she wants God's mercy. That she's like actually the most devout more devout than like we never actually see her commit any sins until the end when she agrees to go with the devil and that Mm. she is therefore just like a prime target for the devil and that everything that happens is just to get her basically in the right condition to want to agree to the deal. Right.
0: Yeah. We do really see a like, again, the first time we see her, she is literally on her knees praying. Yeah. Right. Uh, Confessing her sins. Right. Right. Uh, begging for salvation, for mercy, you yeah. know, professing her love for Christ, and then, yeah, in the end, she signs her name in the devil's book and she gets to become a witch. Yeah. Like what a what a wild ride! <laughs> what in, a blow in ninety minutes? And people <laughs> on the internet said it was too slow. <laughs> um, yeah, and we, you know, already talked about how, um, you know, Thomason is is kind of given no other option, Gosh, no, no other doesn't. viable option, but to. Right. Sell her soul to, you know, sign her name in the devil's book and become Which a witch. Which
1: honestly makes it kind of a good allegory for the plight of women <laughs>
0: in these sort of, like, patriarchal and, societies. And she, you know, uh, think about the entire movie. Her her, her siblings, her mom, are saying she's a witch. Accusing yeah. her of being a witch. And she's like, actually, I'm the most devout of all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, And, like, if you're just going to keep saying I'm a witch, well, then fuck you. I'll be a witch then. Yeah. You know? Which... I get. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, And so it's, it's, it's kind of funny. I know that when, I don't know about you, we saw this movie together in theaters again, but that was in 2015. It was, you know, a while ago. I remember when, when Black Phillip finally, you know, she commands Black Phillip to speak and she almost gives up on him and then he speaks. Right. You know, um, in a whisper, right. Sexy Um, whisper. That weird whisper. Yeah. Um, Matt was mentioning our producer, Matt, um, was mentioning something about like the sound design of, for it of and how it's really Black cool. Film, and we're yeah. like, yeah, we understand what you're talking about. I totally about. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, super cool. Uh, but it is, it's real sexy. When he says, Would you like to live? What's thou like to live? L- Delicious. Delicious. And it's like, it's almost funny. It's almost like played for laughs. <laughs> and it's just like, is this the devil I've been scared of this whole movie? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And he so he says, "What's thou like the taste of you know?" Or she, yeah. she he he asks Thomason, "What do you want? Yeah. What do you want? I can get you pretty much anything." I'm "What's thou like girl. the taste of butter? A pretty dress?" And she's already like, "Yeah, that sounds great." "Yeah, I want those and, things." And then Black Philip continues to say, "To see the world," and she's like, "Yeah, like Thomason's already like you've already got her on the hook." I mean, the
1: moment her parents died, like her family died, like oh, also one, she was
0: on board. One so other like, thing, so she does she does kill her mom that's true she does she does to kill her mom but it's self-defense it very much so yeah it was probably gonna be one or the other of yeah. them yeah and then what she kills her mom she her mom dies on top of her she kind of pushes her mom off. she goes do you remember what she does she goes back into the house she takes off her dress yes. she gets a blanket wraps herself up and sits at the table and takes a nap
1: yeah got to take that depression nap. <laughs> and i was just like yeah she's that was a lot
0: she needs a break yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i feel that yeah. i feel that a lot um but yeah, it, it goes into the theory about it all being a dream because <laughs> then she uh, wakes exactly. up and no, I'm, nah, sorry. I'm, not um, I'm not into it. No, but uh, I am into the idea that yeah, Mercy and Jonas weren't in league with the devil. Maybe uh-huh. Black Philip was actually talking to them. Maybe the devil just took advantage of that. Right. You know. But I think that they were more pawns than actually in on it.
0: Probably, yeah. They're children. and that they
1: were just childrens being children and being dumb and jerks to their older yeah. sister
0: because that's what kids do. That's what kids do. I'm yep. sure
1: when those kids grew up, they were going to be less jerks, but also maybe not because they had such traumatic childhoods.
0: <laughs> but also, you know, like the idea, the fact that they're twins, yeah, is interesting. Oh, also, uh, one other thing, uh, the the name Thomas is derived from the word twin. Oh, yeah. I know I don't know what that.
1: Means. I thought maybe it had something to do with doubting Thomas. Oh, from the Bible, maybe. I don't know. I didn't get into yeah, it. Yeah,
0: so you know, because we've got the twins, and obviously, you know, like I think there's a lot of of symbolism around like evilness and twins, right? Like the yeah. good twin, the evil twin, right? You know,
1: yeah. Um Creepy twins have been used in horror movies. Creepy
0: twins, yeah. Not Um, any that I've
1: seen, but I know it's true.
0: that Those are the twins. But then also it could be like a symbol of abundance for the family. It's like, look how many fucking kids we got past the age of five. You know, look at us. Um, Two at the same time. Like, beat that, you know?
1: Yeah. Um yeah, Catherine should be very proud. Yes.
0: And then uh Thomas scene and I was like, what is the origin of the name Thomas, right? And I looked it up and it means it means twin. That's interesting. So, I don't know what that means that, you know, I don't know. I we don't can know. maybe revisit it later if something really interesting yeah. comes to light, but just a fun fact. Yeah. Um and then uh so she signs her signs away her soul for a for some butter and a pretty dress. Yeah. And I don't blame her.
1: I don't blame her. No. no.
0: Um, so is that going to lead us into the, the game you invented? Yeah. I'm so yeah. ready. Let's okay. play it. Let's so do it. So we're going
1: to play a game, game called What's That Like to Live
0: Deliciously? The answer is always yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Where we're going to try to uh, get the other person to sell their salt to the ri- devil.
0: Write our name in the devil's yeah. book. Yeah.
1: By tempting them with three relatively mundane things. I think you have to try to get it as small and mundane as possible. Right. Because, like, the more mundane you can get the other person with, the better it is. For a whole soul. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, he
0: goes as far as seeing the world. Right. Which is pretty big, but he starts with butter. I wonder what the world is for Thomason. I know. It's probably a lot smaller than than the actual world.
1: Okay. I'm going to try to tempt you first. All right, you first. Okay. I think also the game only works if you say, what's thou
0: like, before each one. What's (laughs) thou like, yes. What, What dost thou want? Yes. Yeah.
1: So, what's thou like? A tilt record. I know you've been looking
0: everywhere for Tilde. <laughs> You're so hard to find. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. I no. would. But, uh, I don't I, I, I'm not, not just... ready I'm not
0: ready to sell my soul. Okay. Okay. okay.
1: okay. Here's my next one. Kay. What's Thou like? Free and easy access to getting your hair dyed whenever you want any color always.
0: Ooh.
1: That is cuz it is
0: spendy. It is spendy? Yeah. And it's not always easy. It's not easy and and time consuming. Yeah. Okay 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 what else you got okay my last one this is gonna do it we'll see we'll see if this does it
1: okay what's thou like your beloved
0: cat lila to have a long healthy life and be like your witch is familiar can we make it can we make lila's life as long as mine
1: well see i'm not sure does that get out of the realm of the like mundane but if she's like your witch is familiar then i feel like yeah i think so i think so
0: Yeah, I would do a lot of shit for Lila. I know, right? I thought that that's why I saved it for last. That's my cat, my cat Lila. Um, She's here recording with us right now. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Huge Mm -hmm. Lila fan. Uh, I actually have had several, more than one, uh, dreams about someone or something. Sometimes it's like an alien or some unknowable evil. Uh, (laughs) Attacking, coming for my cat. So I'm hitting you right in your anxieties. Yeah, and and I... (laughs) And I, in my dreams, have been just like, absolutely not. I, just, like, <laughs> I have, uh. But enough to sell your soul to I the produce, devil. I produce weapons that I, like, <laughs> don't have access to in the real world. I was like, nope, absolutely not taking you down with me. You're not taking my cat. Oh, wow. Well. Um, yeah, sounds great. Yeah. Hold yeah, on. So, so what do I you're get? In. Oh, I can, I can finally build my. Your tilt My record. tilt yeah. vinyl collection. Yeah, yeah. Because I've got nothing so far. Um. Hair dye, oh Just my hair dye, yeah, and and the, but really the nail in the nail in the coffin is is the I cat, knew. yeah. Okay, so we we were on the same track, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna
1: say we're, I mean, we're pretty similar, pretty so.
0: similar, yeah. I was gonna say so, and and again, right? It it needs to be. Is it something that like the average person would find mundane? Yeah, I think so. Right. So so for instance, like, what's thou like? The ability to consume dairy.
1: Um... I was, I was thinking, actually, I was like, I wrote in my notes, how would the devil get me? Yeah. What's thou like? A tummy that wasn't hurty all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so or I mean,
0: a head that wasn't achy all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think it would need to be more than just the dairy. Okay. But I'm definitely, we're on, we're on a track. You we're could, on a track. You
0: could go back to your yogurt and potatoes. I do miss yogurt and potatoes. Yeah. Um, What's thou like? The ability to consume garlic again.
1: God yeah see no honestly yeah. honestly yeah. <sighs> I mean I could just actually well see no again it's just not enough there's too many other foods that I still would not be able to eat that it's just not enough
0: you I need, need a more. package
1: deal double
0: right and and so that would be I feel like too much if I said wouldst thou like be able to consume dairy tomatoes garlic like, onion <laughs>
1: basically to just not have a fucked up stomach th- you to headache, n-
0: to not have the
1: f- migraine trigger
0: the food everything. sensitivities that you deal yeah, with yeah yeah.
1: yeah yeah
0: um those are the two i'm offering you dairy and garlic those oh, okay. are the two i'm offering okay. you okay. Those however are what's thou like we totally are almost the same person a dog companion yeah. could be a little bit doesn't need to be yeah who was guaranteed to live a, a long yeah. and healthy life. No,
1: that really is it. That's yeah. what we would sell ourselves to the devil for. Yeah. We just want our animals to be with us always. Yeah. Like they really just had to say, which is familiar. And we were like, yep. Sign him a name. Sign him a name. Yep.
0: Uh, a- And again, like I said, like it wouldn't need to be a little bit. However, I'm sure that that would be one. That would really be get ideal. You. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But like, you know, I'd let you like, you know, build a dog, <laughs> build a dog, <laughs> like build a bear, <laughs> but for the dog. With a guaranteed long and healthy life.
1: Yeah, and I assume also a part of having, like, a witch's familiar is a certain degree of, like, psychic communication. I Absolutely. I just feel like that should be there. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, th- honestly, that's all. Like, though, honestly, really, a pretty dress that's actually, like, comfortable and with, like, pockets and stuff. Right. <laughs> that I could, like, wear to work or, but also still be, like, cute. You yeah, know? like, kind of go out on the
0: town, you yeah. know? Yeah.
1: Like, I get it, Thomas, then.
0: Oh, I totally get it. Yeah, think about, like, butter would, it, it sounds mundane to us, but yeah. to Thomason and probably it's a lot of other people, it would be quite the luxury. Yeah. yeah.
1: But still, it's something that's, like,
0: I just meant that, like, it
1: couldn't be something like superpowers, you right, know? Right, like
0: the ability to fly. You know? Or become invisible or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Just, you know, what's that like to have less food sensitivities? Yeah,
1: and I wouldst, I, would, I, really like? woulds, I really wouldst, I really yeah. <laughs> wouldst,
0: um yeah, in general being able to find albums on vinyl that yeah. I can only really find on CD yeah or in a digital format, being able to yeah. find especially older stuff, yeah.
1: And that, the hair dye one was because I would want that too. I
0: would yeah, definitely. It's, That's real tempting. Yeah, I was I've been thinking about like how much money I spend on my hair. I know it's bad. It's I need like, to go in actually my
1: my little shave is getting a little too long. It's getting Yeah, on my I'm
0: my my purple is starting to fade. Um And that's fine. Like, I know that that's going to happen, but I really like to go with, like, a really dark shade of the color I go with so that it can, I can spend more time growing it out and letting it fade. Yeah.
1: And, you know, this is relevant to the witch because uh, next time you watch, look for the symbolism of when the women start to show their hair without their hats on oh. and when it goes from being braided to being to being down down just you know a little parting thought i did notice that about yeah.
0: kate i always thought and thomason and Th- i knew noticed with thomason or like yeah. yeah i remembered that but like with kate i was just like dang your hair's long yeah and i was like well yeah yeah what else you're gonna do <laughs> yeah what else are you gonna do you're gonna put it up you're gonna like braid it or just yeah. put it up and yeah. it's yeah Yeah. So anyway, this has been Deep Thoughts Shallow Plots. Absolutely. Uh, Join us next time. I think we decided we're going to do Scream. Yes. Great, absolute classic. We love it. Yeah,
1: classic. Yeah, we want to do a classic. Thanks, as always, to our sound guy, Matt. Couldn't do it without him.
0: Yeah, thanks, Matt. Really appreciate it. Thanks Um, for the
1: theme song. Yeah, and
0: he also wrote the theme song. He's just a generally really cool guy Um, and a really talented musician.
1: You can check out his podcast, Music Sucks
0: and I Want to Die. Until next time, don't forget to live Live deliciously.